Hey there, Fabi Nagmi here. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Laughing Underneath. This episode features Molly Dowdy, co-founder of Next Mortgage Events. The little thing about this episode was this was the first episode I was recording from my home office uh, with the shelter-in-place step order here in Virginia. And uh, we had a little bit of audio problems, uh, but uh, thanks to uh, my friends, uh, we were able to work it out and uh, give you this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Well, hi guys. Uh, we are back for another round of Laugh, Lend, and Eat. This is actually uh, the first episode since I took a little hiatus about five weeks ago. And uh, it's been exciting. There's been a lot of changes. I know some of you guys have been following me on social media about the new company that I'm now working for. So hats off to uh, First Option Mortgage and their uh, support of this podcast. Uh, but forget all that for a second. We have today Molly Dowdy in with us today. Uh, Molly is the co-founder of Next Mortgage Conference. And I'm guessing, Molly, for a guy who just heard about you guys about a year ago, I'm sorry for jumping in right now, but let's get started. Uh, the next mortgage conference is really a tech summit for women executives in the mortgage industry. Uh, did I get that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it's mostly women, although we do have a lot of men coming and it's super fun to see that. Uh, but we, it's mostly women and our the content, the sessions are largely focused on business and tech intel. So operations, compliance issues, executive type issues. Um, so it's it's a place where women executives can meet up. We kind of think about it like the golf course equivalent. Oh right? yeah, nice. The Ritz Carlton Dallas. Cigars and scotch. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice. I heard about Danny Hernandez, man, showing up in her pajamas at uh, one of your events. Is uh, man, that's kind of nutty, huh? Huh? And it's just—it's a really nice environment, so it that's makes cool. a great collaboration. So we're we're going to come come back to this, but I, I want to kind of dig into this a little bit. Um, I know you've been—I read—I read your bio. You've been in, I guess, the tech industry for about twenty some odd years now, right? Yes, that sounds so, like a long time. So I'm coming up on 30 years myself in the mortgage business. So uh, we can compare wrinkles anytime you want, you know what I mean? But uh, I was trying to figure out like uh, 20 years ago, doesn't seem like that long anymore. Right? So, right, like 2000. You know, you know what my very first project was? My huh. very first um, project in this industry. I just gotten uh, finished with school. And my very first project was to write a postcard to get appraisers to start thinking about digital cameras instead of using cameras with film. Oh, wow. Yeah. How'd that go? Well, I'll try to figure that out. <laughs> so, I mean, you think about FinTech before FinTech was even a, a, a real word, you know? <laughs> well, one of the things I remember in 97, 98 was that the Fannie Mae DU came out and uh, we all stood over our underwriter's desk and the screen was black with this blinking green dash that was like blinking in our eyes, you know? Mm -hmm. And then a few years later, I was trying to convince my then boss that, you know, we should have desktops, I think desktops, not laptops, but uh, on everybody's desk so they could have access to this DU thing. And we had this huge argument back and forth because he couldn't understand what I was talking about because uh, it was just kind of insane <laughs> to him, you know? Yeah, I'm like, you know, developing all that film is expensive, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, had you always, I want to go back a little bit here, but did you always work on the tech side or did you uh, jump from finance over to tech or how'd that work for you? No, I had always been in in fintech and technology. So I I was with a company called Mercury Network. That was my last company that I worked for. And it was an appraisal technology, appraisal management platform. It's now owned by CoreLogic. So right before CoreLogic um, took hold, I left to start Next. Got it. So I kind of grew up in the appraisal, collateral, appraisal valuation space mm-hmm. in the technology aspect of that. So really, the ladies who come to my events were my clients. Oh, uh, okay. Does that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. So you had that relationship already kind of built in. I got it. Yeah. So do you think that there's more, I mean, like the appraisers are getting more volume right now with the AMCs and all that, or are there more waivers being seen lately in the industry? What do you think? Well, I don't keep up with that like I should. Um, I, I don't have I don't have a good opinion about that. I, I think that the um, waivers are probably used more now, and I'm glad that we've got some social distancing in place mm. and some ability for appraisers to get their job done uh, safely. But I do worry because uh, that demographic is squarely a risk uh, population. So yeah, that's a good point. We need to keep them safe. Yeah, you know that is interesting. With the, with, I'm kind of jumping ahead now. Just I have a series of questions, but with this COVID and this, I don't know if you call it COVID or coronavirus or what the right way to describe what we're going through. But someone like you in your position with the conference really as the crux of your business. How do you see this post-COVID environment? I mean, with conferences kind of being like almost like, do I want to go? Do I not want to go? That kind of moment. Well. You know, the conference was a part of it, but the real thing that we're doing is building a community. So when you think about it that way, you know, we have an online community already and doing webinars, there is a virtual element already. So while the conference in-person event was a really strong way for us to build relationship and build that community, if we can't do that for a little bit, we just see that as we're, we're on hold for a little bit, right? And mm-hmm. it's, it's bad and it, we miss everybody. Everyone misses everyone, but we can still connect virtually. We have a virtual platform that's kind of like Facebook. It's just a private community. Um, we have webinars, uh, very interactive webinars where people ask questions and really have conversations. So I feel like as long as we can keep the community and we may have to step up, we definitely have to step up the virtual aspect of it to keep it going in the absence of that in person. But I'm just trying to look on the bright side of the absence of that in person. And I know that it's, it's really, it's painful for a lot of people who are extroverts and introverts too, who are stuck at home with their families all day. Well, you know, and I do, I do want to, cause I love conferences and I loved like meeting you in Tampa last fall at the, at the Vision Summit. Um, and you were being presented with the 2019 uh, Women with Vision Award, right? And uh, congratulations on that. And, and I, I, you were one of the recipients and I love those kind of events. And I just wonder, are we going to be able to get back to that feeling of where you go to these events and you're comfortable and you can shake hands or is it going to be like, you know what? I'm going to let the other people go first and see what happens. And I'm going to sit on the sidelines for a minute and just kind of check this out. Uh, What do you think about that? I think it's going to be a slow thing. Like, for example, 
you know, my co-founder Jerry Yoshida and I, we talk about this a lot. And we've, we've said, even if today there was a vaccine, by some miracle there's a vaccine, people are not going to be out and about like they were before. But it's going to take time and they will come out and about like they were before. Mm. But I think it gives, it opens up a lot of opportunity. There is a silver lining in that we know we have needed to build this emotional human element. We know we have needed to build more human relationships through technology, and now we're being forced to. And oh. I see that as an acceleration of a really important thing for humanity, right? Yeah. And, and so I, I see it as a good opportunity. Yeah, and, and I was also thinking, like, when I was getting ready for this interview with you, Molly, that if we hadn't made the advance in fintech that we have in the last few years, we could have adapted so quickly to working from home as rapidly as we just did. I, I mean, know, what do you and think? I've talked to so many lenders over the past even two days who have said, oh, my gosh, I have three floors of office space and a nine-year lease, and I'm not sure what we're going to do with that because people are more efficient, effective, producing more than ever before <laughs> and it's like, yeah. like, things are going to really really change sure they are and i was just telling somebody the other day that uh, when i got in the business and kind of hesitate to say this but it was 1994 right as a loan officer and i remember back in those days like if you didn't have like a minimum 5,000 square feet you'd be kind of hard pressed to run an efficient mortgage shop you know because the processors needed their space the closers needed theirs and so on and in, Nevada, in like the more volume you did, the more space you would need. And today, thanks to FinTech, I think more volume doesn't always equate to more space, just more robust IT equipment, I would imagine, right? Yeah, and cooling. <laughs> yeah, cooling is going to be really important. <laughs> so let me. do you think that we're moving more towards a cloud-based environment, or is it going to be like someone storing these mass servers somewhere in some warehouse in the desert so they can keep track no, of everything? No, I think definitely moving to the cloud. I think people are feeling more secure with, with that type of shared. Um, I think the security is better, the service is better. I think definitely that's where it's headed. Yeah. And you also do, I, don't, I heard that you have a podcast or you don't have a podcast? No, I love podcasts. I'm a you podcast love podcasts, okay. <laughs> I wish I had a podcast. And when I, when I mention it to my family, they just bust out laughing because they know I would love to do it. But no, I'm, I am a junkie. I listen to every podcast. All right, so listen, you mentioned family, you mentioned bust out laughing. I think you posted a video of two girls, I'm thinking they're your daughters, watching a TikTok video. Was that your own video that you posted? Yes, that was my own. <laughs> because, because the looks on their faces, Molly, was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is my mom. Is this ever going to end? I'm just looking at this and I was just, I wish I could post it so everyone could see this, but with a podcast. Well, I was surprising them because... I'm embarrassing to them all the time, right? It's that age, they're in middle school and they're like, oh my gosh, anything that I do. But I was surprising them with Billie Eilish tickets. I got concert tickets to Billie Eilish, who's like the end all be all right now. Right. And so I made a real funny, I thought, um, TikTok <laughs> and I showed it to them. And um, they said it was very cringy, but they were excited about the tickets. So. <laughs> So let's talk about these conferences. You have one coming up in Dallas, right? Summer 20. Yes, it's coming up. It's the 23rd through the 25th. And like I said about um, it is 100% virtual. 
if it's safe, we will also be there on site at the Dallas Ritz Carlton, but we are planning it to be 100% virtual and any, anyone can sign up for free at nextsummer20.com and you're entered to win when you sign up. We have a special prize, a giveaway. It's a Tiffany bracelet. Oh, wow. It's the Return yeah. to Tiffany charm bracelet. Nice. And on one side it says Return to Tiffany and on the other side it says Next. Wow, so, nice, nice. I know, right? I'm excited about that. So anyway, anyone can register. It's free. So at this conference, if it's if if it's safe, you, and it's on June, right? June twenty second and third. Is that what you said? Oh no, I'm sorry. It's August. 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 Okay, August. August twenty third. August twenty third through twenty fifth. Got it. Yeah. So we've okay. got a little bit of time, and I mm -hmm. just figure. You know, we had been hand wringing over it. Like, what are we gonna do? What should we do? And we just decided, all right, we're gonna do it virtually, absolutely 100%. And if we are lucky enough to be there in person and it's safe, then we will. So, so the vendor that, I guess that, that's holding the conference, they're okay with holding out, waiting for you guys to kind of decide what you're gonna do then? Yes, they have been, they've been awesome. They've really, that's it's cool. the Carlton Dallas, and they've been really, really, they, are wonderful in terms of service. I mean, I'd like to move right in there with my family, please. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Give me a room, huh? I, for, for just for the record, I just want one by myself. I need some time away from my <laughs> Now you're thinking. I, I like, yeah, now you're thinking. You know, I got to go to a conference, sorry. Oh, so at this summer 20 conference, I mean, walk me through this, like when you're planning on speakers, I mean, what are you, what are you looking for in a speaker? Are you looking for experience? Are you looking for, I mean, something mind blowing or what's going on in your, in your guys' minds? Um, we're looking for experience. We're looking for somebody who's doing something in a new way. So in other words, we don't just have like a, like a bunch of tech demos. If, if we do have a technology provider who's speaking, it's because a, a, an executive lender is interviewing them and asking them questions about technology, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's more of a, we want to know what's next in tech, what's next in leadership. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. And so those are the kind of speakers that, that we have. And we have a few standards, like we always have a, a panel with an update from DC because mm -hmm. that's an important part of the business. And so we always have a few tracks that are consistent like that. And then we sprinkle in the latest, you know, what's happening with Ron and, and um, e-closings is probably gonna be a hot topic at, at the August event, for example. So when you're putting all this together, I mean, and, and you're talking, I mean, like, can you give me a name of a speaker or some speaker that you may have coming up in Dallas that you know of? Oh, yeah. I great. think you know her. Christine Beckwith is speaking. Oh, come on. Of course. That's my buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, uh, we just inked her, I think it was day before yesterday. So she's going to do, we have a special series called 20 Minute Mentor. It's one of the most popular. She's going to do 20 minutes on what she wished she knew when she first started in the business. Oh, my God. I know. In and 20 so minutes? That's, that's not enough. That's not to cover what I wish I knew. <laughs> In 20 minutes. And then what's funny is then, you know, afterwards we'll have like a big, an hour long coffee break or something. So it'll, it, that's how it gets really interactive. People come up and talk and stuff. That's great. So, I mean, she, so she's not really a FinTech person, right? So you're, you're kind of stepping away a little bit from the platform of this, of this conference. Oh, yeah. Then. 
oh yeah, we have a lot of just executive women who are, you know, hey, let's face it, every lender who's successful right now is a fintech lender. So most of the women who are killing it out there, like you look at chief operations officer at Envoy, Kim Hoffman, right? Mm -hmm. She's out there killing it, growing that business. Everybody knows what she's doing and she's built a serious reputation. Well, she's done that partly built on her tech expertise. I mean, she knows what she's talking about. That's how she's implementing the robotic processes and things that are really pushing that process forward. So I I think that it kind of dovetails we get lucky because the women who are in executive positions at mortgage lending companies, they do know about tech because they've had to. That is interesting because for me, I realized about six, seven months ago that uh, with the use of AI, because I've always been nervous about AI, right, for many years, not just recently, but you know, going back some time. I watched AI develop over the years more and more, and the fear has always been that fintech will replace the traditional loan officer out of business. That's been the noise inside a lot of our heads in the mortgage business. But, you know, it dawned on me six, seven months ago that what you just said about more robotic process in the ops field, uh, that'll push our industry forward, creating better efficiencies to the point of what you just mentioned with Kim Hoffman at Envoy is doing, where she's creating these processes with the use of robotics, the use of processes that are more AI-driven, and kind of to that point. Yeah, is really making huge changes. And, you know, all that translates to a better customer experience, right? Because it's faster and right. more accurate and more... And more efficient. Um, ultimately, it comes down to efficiency. When we're able to touch more units per month, like you said, we create a better experience for the consumer. And that's always a good thing for everybody. So, you know, and I should have explained this a little bit better, but part of the reason that we started this was we felt like if we can really emphasize the tech component of it, we felt like we want the women inside of organizations to be the go-to on, you know, hey, what, what are people using blockchain for? You know, if she's in that position, then she's indispensable and, and we'll really see a career trajectory growth. And so we just felt like the more tech expertise that women have, the better positions they'll be in um, mm-hmm. for their career. So, that's why we, we focus on that component of it. But sometimes we have speakers who talk about things that are completely unrelated. The 20 minute mentor series, for example, that is an absolute wide open blank slate. You just never yeah. know and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, so when I think of technology today, right, Molly, it's not what I thought it was gonna look like 10 years ago, you know? That real short window of time, I mean, 10 years seems short to me today. Years ago, it seemed like a freaking lifetime, but now 10 years goes by in a blink of an eye. So what do you think like the next 10 years holds for us in the mortgage business? You're more on that side where you may see things the rest of us just aren't able to see right now, Molly. What do you think? I am really excited, actually. Um, I was talk- I was having a conversation with my co-founder, Jerry, this morning about this. Um I think that we have an amazing opportunity because in the past, you know, okay, an e-closing, we all were kind of driving to that. Like we know in theory, yes, that's a good thing to do. But I mean, Mm -hmm. I've had closings. I've never had an e-closing. It's a nice to have thing, but it's not like I wouldn't close with whoever I was supposed to close with. It just, it it wasn't a, a thing that I would insist on as a consumer. I think COVID has really is like a meteor that hit Mm -hmm. our process 
not only our operations, I mean, everybody's remote now, but in addition, I think what the consumer expects from the process is gonna change so much faster than our current adoption rate, which is good for us. I mean, we needed this, just like Next as a company needed like the push to virtual. Got it. Um, as an industry, we needed, we needed this kind of pressure to up our, our technology. Now, I say that in full knowledge that like, this is a terrible way for this to happen. And like we were talking about earlier, like I don't leave my house right now. My family doesn't leave our house, even though mm -hmm. Oklahoma has been open. Our governor, Kevin Stitt, who actually came from the mortgage world. Yeah, gateway, yeah. Um, he opened the state, but I, I don't believe that it's safe to go out now and we don't, so we don't. And it's a, it's a terrible and scary situation, which is why building community is more important, you know, than ever. And I think we can do that with technology if they're quick. Well, think just think about the changes we've had to make just during this COVID issue. You know what I mean? We're also, you're not going out. I'm not going out. You know, everything that, yeah. yeah, I mean, everything that comes into our house gets wiped down, right? So just that mental changes that we're having to make that we should take for granted. I couldn't I know, imagine what time, you're saying. Every time I, I complain with my girlfriends, right? I get on a happy hour Friday night calls with my <laughs> ladies and stuff. And I complain about being stir crazy or whatever. But I think, shut up. I mean, this is nothing. <laughs> I'm not at a hospital working or have family members there. And this is not, I need to... Um, you know, it's just everybody has their own struggle. And so that's why you got to come to everybody with an open heart. Um, well, let's get off this topic. I want to talk about this one other hotel that you mentioned before you started. What is the thing at Mandarin? What, what is your next DC event? Because that's my hotel, right? I'm right here in DC. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a conflict of interest here for me. <laughs> yes. It is in November, and you can go to um, nextdc20.com. It's the week after the election. Nice. And we'll gather there to talk about what happened and what's next, what it means. Um, we'll have all of our DC experts there, and um, you've got to come over. It's, it's really a fun time. We sprinkle in long breaks so you can really interact with a bunch of people, and you'll have a great time. Awesome, awesome. Now, what, I, I, this was on my list, and I, I, I skipped over and started talking about other stuff. The name Next, walk me through that, because, you know what I mean, like, <laughs> that's an interesting name that you come up with the conference. Like, I know, I mean, my, my mind, I kind of get ideas, but how do you guys have that name? It's probably exactly what you think, you know. Jerry, my co-founder, and I, we talked about it, and we were just like, we just want to do something new and different and talk about we want to talk about what's next. Enough with the old next. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just what ideas are next for, you know, to look into. And um, yeah, that's what we look at. Do you ever see yourself like going away from fintech and expanding into like success coaching? Like, you're, you know, you're bringing in Christine Beckwith now next time. And do you see yourself more in that arena maybe? We have talked about that because, you know, I think we started where we grew up, like we started where we knew, right? So we know this, um, this community more. And so, but we have talked about that because I think that there, I have participated in Buffy's communities before too. And I mm -hmm. just love 
I think that there's a lot of overlap and a lot of fun things that we could do. Yeah, your partner, Jerry, she was a loan officer, so she came from a sales side, right? Yeah, she was a loan officer. So I'm pretty sure she could like add a little next level insight on where uh, sales is going with the technology aspect and all sorts of different yeah, things, right? Yeah, she's a PR wizard. Like you can ask her a PR problem and she, she'll she'll say, well, what do you want to happen? And then she'll think about it for a little bit and she'll go, okay, say this. Oh, wow. Yeah. So listen, we have come to the end here, Molly. Love this conversation. It was good stuff for me. I really appreciate it. So Thank you for having me. No, no. Um, pleasure is all ours, Molly. Please, I hope you come back. Uh, and next time we can do this, uh, instead of uh, our home offices, we can be back at our studios. Uh, but uh, listen, we are called Laugh, Lend, and Eat. And uh, one of the things that I always ask people when they come on the show is that, is there anything that you have to have when you come back home after like being on the road for a few days, Molly? You know, some kind of comfort food, some kind of little cheat food, something that really belongs to you when you get back yeah, home. Yeah, it's, it's uh, caramel M&M's. Oh my God, I didn't see that coming. So like, do you buy the whole bag and eat a one at a time? Do you get a big bowl or do you try to trick yourself and just say, I'm just going to have one? What's your trick here? Well, I buy a large bag from the store and because I'm not kidding myself. I mean, I know what's happening. <laughs> I buy the large bag in the store so awesome. That's so awesome. and then I just get a handful and I put them in a bowl. And then, you know, I, that, then maybe I go back for maybe one more bowl. That's All right, Molly. Listen, thank you so much for coming on. It was great connecting thank with you. Good luck with Dallas and, and, and by August. I hope that you guys have a fabulous event up there. In the meantime, I'll start watching some of your other stuff that you're doing online. Thank All you right? so much. It was great to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Molly. Have a good day. Well, there you go, guys. My first shelter-in-place podcast. But it worked. Uh, real quick, a uh, shout out to our sponsors, One Good One and First Option Mortgage. Thank you so much for all you guys have been doing for me. Um, we will continue to do more episodes, hopefully a little bit better audio. <laughs> and uh, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Podcast. Have a great day, guys. Bye.